It's another Live at Five Sports with Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune and Talk North podcast brought to your way by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, it's uh, backs against the wall tonight, Jim, and if the hill wasn't already high enough, the Wolves would be without Kyle Anderson, who last the other night Jim Peterson called the best decision maker on the court, and I kind of agree with Jim. Well, that's true, and Chris Finch recently called him their best player this year. Uh, just, you know, obviously he's not as talented as Ant or as Carlton Towns, uh, you know, not as big as Gobert, but he's really been kind of the heart of the team. Uh, he's been the best decision maker. He's been uh, the best thinker. He's been kind of the glue guy, and he's been able to give them whatever they need, need at different times. Now he's out. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is the last two games, Anthony Edwards has been dominant, and the big three – Towns, Gobert, and Edwards have all been highly effective and efficient the last two games. So even if, you know, listen, nobody expects them to come back from down 3-1 to win this series. But, you know, if they can go in the offseason feeling like they have that formula set, and, you know, Kyle Anderson's going to be around next year. They've developed Nikhil and Alexander Walker. Uh, they have some nice bench pieces. Um, you know, Mike Connolly works well with this group. You know, then you could, people, I think, you know, realistic people could feel a little bit better about what, what happened this year if they can continue to play that well. You know, and, and the reality of this playoff series is that the Wolves could play great tonight and still get beat. Uh, the Nuggets are a superior team playing at home and that wants to wrap the series up and rest up for the next round. But So, you know, I, I just hope, I, I think from an entertainment standpoint, from a uh, forward-looking standpoint, I think you just want to see Towns, Edwards, and, and Gobert continue to play well against quality competition like this. Right. Well, and that's the thing. that was the unfortunate thing that uh, they couldn't really get their lineup out there very much. And you know, it's it's no sense in looking back. But some of those losses, you know, to Detroit and some of those teams, really the Wolves shouldn't have been in this really number eight spot. They were so close. If they just won some games, they should have won, and they would have won if Towns had been healthy. But they should have won even without him. They just beat in Detroit and Portland, just some of the dregs of the league. Uh, they very easily, they could have been a fourth seed. They could have been a fifth seed. They could have been a sixth seed, you know. Uh, and if they were a sixth seed, then all of a sudden they're facing, uh, you know, like Sacramento, which Sacramento's very good, but they played well against Sacramento all year. And they match up well with Sacramento. And their size, size is effective against Sacramento. They might have beaten that team and gone to the second round, which would have been the second best, maybe this the best, second best season in franchise history. Uh, so you're right, not beating, not winning games they should have won midseason really haunted them throughout. You know, and when it became apparent that the Lakers were not out of it and were going to make it in, uh, I kind of got this sneaking suspicion they might go further than a lot of people think. I mean. Uh, Boy, the way LeBron played again last night, uh, you know, 22 uh, points and 20 rebounds, and he's got plenty of help around him. Uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting team. I, I think Anthony Davis is the key to how far they can go. Sometimes he, Some nights he's absolutely dominant, as he was against the Wolves late in the season. Sometimes he barely shows up. Um, when if, if LeBron, LeBron's still great. Reeves has become a really important player for them. Uh, you know, they have a lot of good role players like Vanderbilt. Um, but if Anthony Davis is able and willing to play at his high level, then that's pretty close to a championship caliber team. If he doesn't play, then they're going to get knocked out pretty quick. Well, let's switch gears to the Wild. They're not facing quite as critical a situation as the Timberwolves, but, 
you know, I know they they know they're coming back home for Game Six, but as we talked yesterday, they've got to win one of these road games, uh, even if it goes seven. I mean, it'd be just as good to try to get that one tonight. Yeah, I, this is a pivotal game. Uh, obviously, whoever wins this this game, the other team has to come back and win two in a row, including one on the road. So this is a it's a big game, but. You know, the other way to look at it is hockey is incredibly unpredictable, and home ice advantage isn't what it means, and home, you know, home arena advantage isn't as dramatic as it is in other sports. So, you know, would you like the Wild to win tonight? If you're a Wild fan, of course. I wouldn't say they're out of it if they lose it, though. They're capable of a two-game winning streak, and these teams are very evenly matched. And every, frankly, every game in this series has been completely different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you talk about home ice, how about that New Jersey uh, uh, Rangers series? The home team hasn't won yet through four games. Uh, Yeah, I I just don't think that home ice means that much, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Number one, I think hockey players are pretty mentally tough to begin with. They don't mind getting, they don't mind getting booed. Sometimes that's actually a positive. Um, The arenas, you know, the ice services are all, it's not like baseball where every field's different. It's not like football where some are indoors, some are outdoors, some are on different kinds of turf. And it's not like basketball where the fans are right literally on top of you. Uh, all the ice services are the same size, the same quality. Uh, the fans are, it, it just doesn't seem to mean as much in that sport. Yeah, and the music is just as loud in every arena. Yep. So, uh, right. you know, Evison talking uh, about Kaprizov and Boldy, you know, uh, those are the two main scorers, aren't they? I mean, they, they're going to have yep. to do something here if they're, if they're going to go anywhere. Yep, wrote about it today. Uh, you know, Kaprizov hasn't had a point since the first period of the first game in the series. And it's true what you know, a lot of the talking heads say about him uh, in defending him, that he does everything well, that he's all over the ice. He's not just a scorer. That's absolutely true. But what makes him special is the ability to score. Um, you can find a lot of good grinders in hockey. What makes Kaprizov great is a grinder who scores. If he doesn't score, this team has very limited upside. Uh, theoretically, they could win without him scoring. But, you know, if he, if he had... Buried a couple of pucks uh, that he had when he had opportunities in Game Four. The Wild win that game, and they're up three-one right now. You know this uh, Jake Ottinger. Ottinger, I kind of forgot that he was even from uh, Lakeville. Uh, uh, yep. So certainly a local connection there. Where did he play? Did he play college hockey? Uh, you know what? I got to double check that. I didn't. I haven't looked that up in a while. I thought he went juniors, but I will. I will double check that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I raised my kids in. Uh, I raised my kids in Lakeville, and, uh, you know, Lakeville was really not known for hockey that much until, uh, until you know, really recent years. And, and here's a guy who comes out, and he, he is uh, a fantastic player. You know, I mean, he is, he's really one of the better goalies in the league. Um, and I am – I'll tell you tomorrow. That's okay. I didn't mean to put you on. I find his college. Yeah. Yeah, I just – I, I, I don't know where he went to school. Yeah, and that, it, it's hard to kind of keep track sometimes in hockey, especially uh, it seems like because so many of them do go the junior route and, and spend very little time, you know, in college. Oh, you know what? He went to Boston University. Okay, yeah, Boston U. So one of those guys that uh, abandoned ship here in the Midwest then. Yep. But, uh, yeah, and it sounds like, uh, what, Lakeville might have a football player too that uh, is, I think, uh, are going to be one of the top linemen picked in the draft. I was just looking at some of that, and we'll talk maybe more about the draft tomorrow. Uh, we've got to mention the Twins because I have to admit, even though the Yankees, you know, were having trouble putting the bat on the ball last night, I still was worried right up until that last out was recorded based on the, uh, you know, past uh, uh, performances of the two teams. 
Well, uh, yeah, and listen, uh, Sonny Gray has the lowest ERA in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, he's been fantastic. He was fantastic again last night. He kept them off balance all night. Um, and Duran and Lopez and Fieldbar have been excellent at the end of games. Garth Jackson, a, he's a big question mark. Um, they expect him to be a very good important reliever this year he needs to be a little he needs to be more efficient he needs to throw more strikes uh if jacks pitches to his capabilities he really deepens the bullpen and gives them a good option on the nights they don't want to use their main people uh either because they have a big lead or because of rest uh jacks made that game a little too interesting last night uh, but hey they beat the yankees uh sunny great pitch great now that polanco's in the lineup the lineup looks a lot better gallo hits another home run so well, you know, let's let's appreciate what that was. That was a pretty good game. Yeah, and some great play on the infield, I thought, too, by uh, both the shortstop and the second baseman last night. And Gallo made a nice play as well, uh, you know, uh, at first base. But uh, talk about also uh, uh, Max Kepler. Uh, you know, three hits last night. Probably none of those would have been through a, 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 a an infield that last year would have been uh, definitely, you know, trying to cut off that right side. I really did think he was the player who was going to benefit most from that rule change. He hits a lot of line drive, he hits a lot of pull line drives to short right field or hard ground balls to the right side of the infield. And, you know, he just, I just think he's going to be, not only is he, his, are his numbers going to look better, not only is production going to be better, but I think he's not going to be, uh, up. I really think he got in his head last year. Uh, he was not a happy camper during most of the season, he was upset. By the rule, you know, by the shift, he was upset by results. He tried to press too hard. Uh, he still has a lot to prove. But you know, to me, boy, Kepler and Polanco, if those two guys do what they're capable of doing, then all of a sudden this becomes a very deep and dangerous lineup to combine with great starting pitching and excellent bullpen, excellent fielding. If, if guys like that start producing like middle of the order sluggers, then this team is going to be really good. Yeah, then just wait for Buxton and Correa, you know, to hit a hot right. stretch, and well, boy, they they could they could reel off ten wins in a row. Those and that's the thing with this kind of starting pitching. Now this team has a chance to go on long winning streaks. Uh, when your fourth and fifth starters are not people you're confident in, you're not going to have long winning streaks. This team has a chance to do that. And think about Buxton and Correa; they absolutely are having a disappointing month, but they're kind of what you call baseball card players. You know if they play, get 500 at bat, 600 plate appearances, whatever, you know that the number is going to be pretty representative, just like last year. Correa ended up right about where you would have predicted him to end up. So, um, you know, I really think that – I don't think you need to worry too much about those guys. you just like to see them get it going as soon as possible. Well said, Jim. Great to visit with you, and uh, we'll see how the uh, Wolves uh, fare tonight, and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Great. Thank you, Bill.